Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia Burtnick. I am a spiritual life coach, energy healer, and psychic medium on a mission to help you heal, awaken, and expand your light and consciousness. If you are a spiritual seeker ready to learn, grow, and live and breathe your purpose here on this earth, you are in the right place, my friend. Together, we are going to dive deep into opening our hearts, healing our shadows, connecting with our souls, and erasing our vibes so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Soul Service Podcast. I am so glad you are here. So today, we are going to talk all about the Divine Masculine. Um, I don't know what's going to come through today. There's a lot of teaching that I have to do, but I'm also in a, in a goofy mood. So we shall see. So um, before, I, before I start, and I promise I won't go off on a different tangent this time, but to explain my goofy mood today, I was watching uh, some Instagram stories of someone I follow and she created this like beautiful desk and had this, um, this little like fur pelt on it. It was like fake fur. Um, and she had a crystals on it and very cute idea. Actually, I love it. I would love to get something like that for my own desk. Um, but the, the color of it was like royal blue. Think like Cookie Monster, right? So I, my first thought when I saw that, because it's a fur pelt, was, and it's blue, it was like, oh my God, Cookie Monster is dead. So <laughs> that's the kind of mood I'm in. And you better believe I messaged her. And I was like, I love this so much. And also it kind of made me think that you killed Cookie Monster. So yeah, if you ever see a blue fur pelt, you're always going to think Cookie Monster from now on. <laughs> so you're welcome. All righty. So I've noticed that the energy is starting to feel better. Um, less heavy for sure. And by the time this episode comes out, unless we have like some other crazy thing, uh, the energy will feel even better. Though, okay, I want to put this in your brains so that it's like, it's like food for thought. Okay. So I have not researched this yet. So I'm telling you this but it is unresearched, so I have not confirmed this. But apparently, I believe it's when we switched over from the, the Gregorian calendar to the Julian calendar, we somehow actually lost eight years. This is, this is what's kind of been circulating. And if we actually lost eight years, that means that this year is actually 2012 instead of 2020. And therefore, the, like the Mayans predicted the like, quote-unquote quote end of the world as of 2012. But if this is actually 2012, then like on a metaphorical level, this is the end of the world as we know it, because we're going through so many deep shifts and changes. So I'm definitely going to do more research onto this. Um, If you're like, oh my God, what if this is true? For sure, go do your research. Like, you know, there is so much stuff out in the world and it is amazing what comes up and is like planned and I don't know. So just some fun food for thought for you. This might be 2012 and the end of the world as we know it. But I'm not saying that to make you scared. Like the, we're, we're going through 
guys, the world's not going to end, but we're going through a massive shift and up-leveling and healing process. And, you know, we're seeing all of these heavy, heavy topics and things come up because we're being asked to heal the shadow. So don't look at this time as like, oh my gosh, this sucks. Why is this happening to me? Blah, blah, blah. You'll always look at this as an opportunity for healing. And really we are healing and awakening on a mass level. So I think this, despite how heavy it is, despite how stressful things are, um, you can always find peace within that. And yeah, just know that you're, you're safe and you're protected. And, and this is really serving a purpose of healing and awakening the world on an even deeper level. And yeah, it's just, it's incredible. So I'll leave that there. So you have some food for thought and let's dive into the masculine energy. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked all about the feminine energy. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I would actually recommend go listening, going and listening to that first um, because I truly believe that in order for us, and this is most people, um, in order for us to step back into our divine masculine, we actually have to learn how to go into our divine feminine first. And the reason I say this is because, especially in Western society, we value the wounded masculine energy. And that's why we have like such a patriarchal society. That's why so much about the feminine or anything that is deemed to be weaker, like, like emotions, like basically anything to do with the feminine. That is why it's pushed down and, and said that like, it's so bad and you can't be that way. And it's, and it's weak and bad and like all of these things. So as like I said, as especially Western society, we value that wounded masculine and you'll see the difference as I go through this. But because we so highly value that masculine energy, even if, even though it's in its wounded form, we neglect the feminine. So we actually have to learn to come into our feminine energy in a divine way, do the healing work around that before we often can trust our masculine energy. Because our masculine energy is about leading, is about direction, is about trust. Um, but we can't really do that until we've gone into healing the feminine and bringing love back into our lives and going into the strength and vulnerability of everything that the feminine energy um, encompasses. Now, remember that when I talk about masculine and feminine energies, every single person has both. And it is not gender related. It is just masculine and feminine energies. And for the most part, most men are core masculine for the, and for the most part, most women are core feminine, but that's not always the case. Um, for the longest time, and I'm actually kind of shifting my perspective here, but I've always thought of myself as core masculine. And I'm actually realizing that I'm pretty close to 
50-50 for my core because I very I have a very strong feminine. I have a very strong masculine. And half of what I do is like for my core energy, and we'll go into this a little more as well, is is feminine and half of what I do is typically masculine. And of course, sometimes it's like 60-40 and whatever, but um, I don't consider myself just feminine, even though I have like a very feminine side and I don't really consider myself just masculine, even though I have a very strong masculine side. Now the goal, like for most people, you don't want to be balanced and there are few people in the world that actually have kind of more of that balanced core energy. And if you are like that, it just means that you have to really spend time in both energies, though everyone does. Absolutely everyone has to spend time in both energies. Where the core energies come in though is like that's your home frequency. So if you're not spending enough time in your home frequency, you are going to feel off. You are going to feel non-energetic. You're going to like, it's like you're going to be disconnected from your actual life force energy. So it's always a dance. Like you don't want to just be in one or just be in the other. It's all, you always want to be dancing in between the two. So a, a good way to know if you're core masculine or core feminine is, would you rather be loved first and then respected or respected first and then loved? If you said loved first, core ma- or core feminine, if you said respected first, you're most likely core masculine. So another way to look at it is if you are doing things in your life, like if whether you're running your own business or you're trying to achieve things, how does your home life affect you? So if things are good at home, can you like do you need things to be good at home in order for you to go out and achieve in business and do all these things? Or can things be crazy at home and you can still go achieve? So if you need things to be good at home first, like if you need to be feeling that flow of love at home and support at home and like have your home life in order in order to go and achieve things or run your business or whatever, that's very core feminine. And if your home life doesn't matter as much and you can go out and achieve anyway, that's very core masculine. So those are a couple of really good examples of how to tell what your core energy is. Now, going into the masculine energy itself. So of course, there's always two versions of the energy. There's the wounded version and the divine version. And like 10 out of 10, you're probably living mostly in the wounded. Um, Maybe not, like maybe you've already been doing healing on yourself. But if you're unfamiliar with this work, likely you're going to be spending a lot more time in the wounded state instead of the divine state. There's nothing wrong with that, but you want to bring yourself into that divine state. Because when we are working from a wounded state, we're not at full power. It's like we're, uh, yeah, it's, it's like we're, we're living like half of ourselves and 
if you were to think of like a circuit or something, instead of being like just a super solid circuit where it's like battery or like power source and like a solid wire with like non-eroded connections and a light bulb at the end and that light bulb's nice and bright, when you're, that's like more of a divine energy. But when you're in your wounded energy, you're going to have this like super janky like circuit. So you'll have a power source and then maybe you'll have some like frayed wires and maybe in the middle of your source, you have to like connect to a potato and then keeps going back and then you connect onto another frayed wire and then your light bulbs lighting up, but it's like flickering. Sometimes it like doesn't want to light up at all. Other, so you got to like smack the potato in the middle of your, your power source circuit and it's just not great. I mean, it works for the most part, but it's not great. You want to have like a circuit that flows real nice and doesn't have like weird potatoes and frayed wires and stuff in it. So that is, that's really the difference between being in your wounded and being in your divine. Yeah, the wounded works, but, but it doesn't work great. It doesn't work great. So your wounded masculine. And actually, before I go into this, I will give you a recap of kind of what the masculine and feminine energy looks and feels like. So in case you don't remember, um, I have a, have a riverbed example that I, that I love to use. I learned this from one of my teachers. And if you think of the masculine and feminine like a river, the masculine is the riverbed. And it is what holds the feminine energy. So the masculine is about creating that container. It's also about giving direction. So if you think of the river, the river bed is the masculine energy. And the feminine energy is the water itself. So the feminine energy is what fills up life. So it's it's experiences, it is love, it is emotions, it is everything that fills up life. So in that river example, it's the water. And if both energies need to be had, because if you just had feminine energy without the masculine, you're just going to be like a river with no bed, like you're going to be flooding everywhere. There's going to be no like purpose to it. You're just, you're like a flood. And you won't be able to achieve things in life. You won't be able to move forward because you're just going to be spinning. And if you just had the masculine energy without the feminine, you would just be a dry riverbed. So you'd just be like a hunk of dirt that's empty. That's why you need both energies. You need both. So don't ever think that one energy is better than the other. No, that's not the case. Each energy has its strengths and has its weaknesses, and you need to understand those and use those in order to live your life in a really powerful way. Because again, you want to be living a whole life rather than a half life. You want to have those circuits flowing really well instead of that weird janky potato circuit with frayed wires. You don't want that. It's no good. You want that consistent, super strong, connected flow of energy. 
So the masculine energy. If you're looking at the wounded masculine, you are going to get really kind of aggressive traits. So you're going to, you're going to see things like, uh, dominating, um, lots of control issues, um, a very like demanding energy can be very aggressive, um, eh, oppressive energy, like the masculine when it's in its wounded tends to hurt others. Um, it lashes out, but like in, it's like, if you think of bar fights, bar fights, like there's no, I don't know, there's no real, real purpose behind them, but that's like a good example of kind of that aggressive, reactive masculine energy where it's, it's just acting out of like anger and it's very closed off energy. You'll also find traits like perfectionism in the wounded masculine rigidity. Like there's, there's no flexibility. It's like this way and only this way. Uh, otherwise like GTFO. There's no like movement or flexibility. It, it's, it's very boxed in, very rigid. Um, it can like, I, yeah, like very aggressive. Like it's a heavy kind of energy. And I know you can't see me, but my hands are definitely like in claw forms right now. And like looking like a beast a bit. Um, but, but it is, it's a very aggressive, like energy and it tries to control and dominate things. Um, it's explosive in like negative ways. It, it seeks to hurt, like, even though it's not intentional, it seeks to hurt others. The wounded masculine, if you even want to go a step further into the, into like the darkness, that's where we get like rape, murder, um, beatings, like that's all wounded masculine energy. And it's because whoever has that, like that wounded energy does not know how to properly express their energy and nor are they in touch with their feminine. So there's like this huge disconnect. It's also where you see like people that are, that are trigger happy, for example, in wars and stuff like, or even anywhere. Um, but that's, that's where people are more concerned about getting to like the end and like destroying things, cutting things off than they are about doing so with an, like an open heart and, and doing safe, like safer things. And it, like I said, it's very, very aggressive, very dominating. So that, that's like the wounded masculine. Now the divine masculine on the other hand, oh, I want to say one more thing. The, the wounded masculine also includes like pushing a lot, pushing, striving, hustling, um, but in a way that you have no like boundaries around it. Like you're just like working like a dog um, not taking care of yourself. It, it's just pushing and pushing and like forcing. There's a lot of like forcing energy within the wounded masculine as well. Now the divine masculine on the other hand is, it's about being like 
uh, a safe space. So you're the biggest thing about the energy of the divine masculine is that it holds space. And this process of space holding is really, really beautiful. Whenever I'm in a coaching call and someone is talking to me and and I'm coaching them through that, I am in my divine masculine. I'm holding space. I'm not trying to fix things. I'm just guiding, holding that space for someone. Because especially when you're, for example, in a coaching call as the client, you want to feel safe. You want to feel protected. You want to feel like you can open up and go into those darker places of your, of your emotions, of your feminine. You need to feel that flow of safety and love. So that masculine energy needs to provide that. So it's really about holding space. Uh, you're opening people up to freedom. The masculine is big on freedom. Where the feminine is big on love, the masculine is big on freedom. Breaking free, like having that ability to do nothing. The divine masculine likes that, like likes the feeling of completion. And you can see that the masculine feminine energies do draw upon traits of of men and women even though it's not about gender it's like the the parallels are still there so you can see them where like the feminine is about receiving the masculine is about giving and, and doing and directing so again you're holding space you're opening people up to freedom there's a very calm it's kind of stoic energy about the divine masculine. With the divine masculine, you have an open heart and a strong spine. It's a really beautiful analogy that I learned. And if you think of a warrior, the wounded masculine is a warrior who goes into battle and is just ready to fight, ready to just do a bunch of damage. Um, they will just rush head first and, and sword swinging. Like it doesn't matter that they're in that like very destructive mind frame. But a divine masculine, if you think of a warrior, yes, they have a sword. Yes, they have a shield. They're prepared for battle, but they can stand there and not have to use it. It's like their presence is so big, so strong that they're not having to use it unless they actually have to. It's like the mere presence of them is this like, it's this strength, but it's an inner strength and it has nothing to do with aggression or power. It, It comes from within. It comes from your soul. It comes from the divine itself. So a divine masculine warrior can stand there, sword and shield in hand and know that they can put it down in order to receive, in order to facilitate peace. 
they know that they don't have to use that level of aggression. It's there if they actually need it, but they don't have to use it. And that's the difference where the wounded masculine doesn't have that option because they just, all they see is that they have to use like physical force. The masculine is also very grounded, the divine masculine, very grounded. So if you think back to that example of the riverbed or, or the, the river itself, like I said, the masculine is the riverbed. So it holds the water, holds the feminine, and it gives it direction. That's what makes it a river. And that's why I use a river example versus a lake, because a lake, I mean, typically doesn't go anywhere. Now I know there's runoffs and stuff, but that's different. But that's why you use the river example, because rivers have directionality. They have, sometimes it's slow, sometimes it's fast, but it's always providing direction. And it's, it's providing that groundedness, that safety. So the feminine because the feminine is about emotions, movement, experiences, if the feminine energy does not have a strong masculine energy in their life, what, and again, that can be with a partner, that can be with yourself, it doesn't matter. You do need to cultivate this 100% within yourself. Um, but if the feminine energy doesn't have a strong masculine energy, the feminine will spin. It, there will be no forward movement because it'll just spin and emotions and experiences and it'll want to do things, but then it won't do things because it doesn't have that support, safety, and direction from the masculine energy. And this is so important to cultivate into yourself. And the feminine, because it's so swirly, it needs that grounding. It needs that like it's not heaviness, but it's, it's grounding. It's, it's bringing the feminine energy back down to earth. It's allowing the feminine to root into earth itself. And that is part of what the masculine energy does. And then the masculine is also all about purpose. Like if you've ever wondered what your purpose is in this life, that is like, that's your masculine energy. So you're going to want to learn more about the masculine so that you can figure out what you're meant to do. And the masculine is very concerned with living its purpose. So the masculine energy will feel unfulfilled if they're not living their purpose. So a good example for myself, like I said, I have a very, I have very strong masculine, very strong feminine. And if I spent all my time in my feminine, so that meant I wasn't coaching, I wasn't teaching, I wasn't guiding people, and I was just experiencing and creating and doing all these things, I would, I'd feel good, but I feel like there was something missing because I'm not making a difference. Like I'm not living my purpose if I'm not doing those things. So I need to embrace that masculine energy and actually take action and have forward movement and embrace all those, those other parts of myself while allowing myself to be filled up. 
the masculine needs purpose. And, you know, it's so interesting, especially in relationships. Um, and I'm going to use male-female relationship as, as an example. But if the, the woman in the relationship has been spending a lot of time in her masculine, so she's been, say she's been running a business. And this is, this is a common theme that comes up with my clients, a lot of people I know. Um, if, if the, femi- like the, the female in the relationship is spending a lot of time in her masculine and she wants her man to step up, which... Yep. So many of us do. I've experienced this with my own partner. There's two things that needs to happen. One, if your partner in the relationship is not as awakened, then you have to keep guiding in your masculine energy. You have to keep leading from the front. Whoever is in their masculine energy the most is the leader. And it's not, you're not always going to be in your masculine energy. Again, this is a dance. And as you evolve as a person, as your relationships evolve, how you use your energy changes. So if you're a woman in a relationship and you want your man to awaken, to step up, to start taking more action, to really go into his divine masculine, there's, there's two things that you have to do. One, you do have to be in your masculine to lead because if you just if you only sink into your feminine then you're both going to be spinning cuz right now like one of you is always going to be in the opposite energy unless you're in a 50 kind of a 50-50 part and then there's no polarity and you're both just in the same energy and that it doesn't work cuz then you're not attracted to each other you're you're not connecting like there's no polarity there's no fire that's totally fixable, but you have to understand these energies. So you have to continue leading from the masculine. So if you're in business, keep rocking business. If you're rocking your personal development, keep rocking that. Share, share about it. You know, I probably annoy the hell out of Jordan and that's fine, but I will go and I'll be like, Hey, I learned all this stuff today. Like boom, 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 boom. This is the result of my psychic conversation with my dog. Like, even though he doesn't fully understand a lot of what I do, he doesn't understand like the intricacies of masculine feminine energies. I go and I teach him anyway. I mean, sometimes he looks at me like I'm crazy, but you know what? I do these little snippets of conversation to lead him so much that he's starting to absorb it, even though he may not necessarily consciously want to, but he's absorbing it and he's learning. And every so often he'll surprise me because he'll say, oh, it feels like your energy is really heavy today. Maybe you should go stink up the house, which is what he calls staging, by the way. Um, but he's like, even though he's doing it in his own way and talking about it in his own way, he gets it. But he wouldn't be able to do that if I wasn't leading, if I wasn't showing up in conversation. So if you want your partner to awaken, yeah, you got to still be in your masculine to lead. But here's the other thing. You also have to consciously flip into your feminine energy and have him step into his masculine, which is decision-making, which is guiding, which is him leading. 
And this is going to be really weird and uncomfortable at first because chances are if you've been in your masculine for a long time and you want to sink back into your feminine and and you're learning all this dance, especially in relationship, you're probably going to be super controlling. Like me, I'm a recovering control freak. It is what it is. It's part of most people's journeys, especially when they're in this kind of realm of work. And if you are a driven woman, especially like (laughs) this is kind of where you're, you're going to be going. So it's going to be really uncomfortable for you to step into that kind of letting him lead into letting him make decisions and you can't fix it. You can't fix it. You have to trust his direction. And that is so hard sometimes because you just want to control everything and your partner is going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. You just got to actually allow him to make mistakes and figure it out. So a, a good way that I started practicing this was with meals and, and like dates or doing something. So I would literally like, even if it was not necessarily something I wanted to eat, rather than me making the decision, I would be like, hey, can you choose someplace to go for dinner tonight on our date? And I'd let it happen. Sometimes the decision would be not great, but eventually it got better. But I had to like let go of that control. I had to let go of it. And the more you practice this in little ways, the more you can then practice it in bigger ways. You know, a few months ago, I talked about um, we got a new vehicle and it was such a beautiful experience because I let myself be in the feminine all the time. And yeah, I mean, I guided him. I was like, hey, why don't we check out Hyundai? Even though he was like, no. Um, you can still, even though you're in your feminine, of course, you can offer suggestions. You can, like, it's not like you have to be silent. But the point is, is that you're actually letting him lead and make the decisions. And when I was doing this with, um, when we were purchasing our vehicle, yeah, I gave him a little bit of guidance, but overall, I let him make the decisions. I let him choose the payment. I let him choose like if we're going to walk away from this or if we're going to take this deal. And one, it was super empowering for him. For me, it was, it felt really, really good. And like I said, I've been practicing this for quite a while. So had I done that, had I done that like right off a hop, that probably would have been uber uncomfortable, but I've been practicing in little ways for quite a while. So it was empowering for him. Um, to me, because I was in my feminine and he was in his divine masculine in those moments, the level of attraction, I was like, damn, damn, man, you fine. So <laughs> like the level of attraction there was, was strong because it felt really good for me to be loved, to be taken care of, for him to make the decisions for me not to have to. And when you're going in this beautiful dance between your masculine and feminine energy, whether it's just within yourself, whether it is in partnership, it's nice to be able to choose to not have to make a decision. 
And, you know, especially driven women, so many times we're always taking care of everything. We're controlling things because we've had to, because at some point in our life, that has been the only way where we've been able to be safe in our life, where we've been able to live in the best way. But having that option of not having to make a decision and have either your like either your partner make a decision or even like when your feminine energy within yourself is like worrying about everything, trusting your own divine masculine energy. Oh, it feels so good. It feels so good. So you can see that it's this really beautiful dance and the masculine energy is really what pro- propels us forward, but we need that the fulfillment of the feminine. Now, one of the things that I find happens a lot for my clients and it happened for me is that I went from living my life in the wounded masculine and the wounded feminine, mostly wounded masculine though. That was my core kind of driving energy for a long time. I went from that to sinking into my divine feminine So I learned how to come back into my emotions. I learned how to start healing myself, loving myself, bringing love into my life, changing my mindset, like all of that healing work and like filling my life up. I learned how to do that in the divine way. But what happened, and this this is so common, is that when I wanted to start moving forward again, I didn't trust my own divine masculine. I was so afraid that I was going to go back into my wounded masculine, that it kind of stumped me for a while. It kept me, kept me from actually accomplishing things for quite a while because what I was afraid of is going back to periods of burnout and overworking and stressing myself out and being rigid and perfectionistic. And I was afraid that if I were to go into my divine masculine, that it would actually flip into my wounded and then I would undo all the healing work within my divine feminine. That's what I was afraid of. And this is so common, so common. Like I've had so many clients that I've, we've worked together on this because they go from that, that overachiever, like wounded masculine, super hustle energy, to being really burnt out because they haven't been in their feminine. They have no idea how to be in it. So then they go into their feminine, they heal, they get re-energized, they start having experience, start bringing love back into their life. And then they want to take action again. And they're like, they, they don't know how to. Either they do flip into their wounded masculine or they just stay stuck because they can't trust their own masculine energy. So this is something that you can absolutely heal and it's not, it's not permanent, but know that if you're in this state, like if you've already been doing a lot of feminine work and you're wanting to come back into your divine masculine as well and still have that harmony between your divine masculine and feminine, you can absolutely do that. It just means that you need to set a sacred structure. 
So it means having boundaries. It means taking time for yourself to go into your feminine. Like you want to have like the, the biggest thing for this is boundaries and that can be boundaries with other people. It can be boundaries with yourself, but you have to essentially rework your life and reprioritize things. And your number one priority needs to be you hands down, no questions asked. Even if you have children, even if you have people that you need to take care of, your number one priority must be you because you cannot pour from an empty cup. And if you are empty, if you're not filling yourself up, if you're going into burnout, you're not going to help anyone effectively. You're going to be on that weird janky potato circuit again. So you want strong life force energy flowing through you. And the only way that you can do that is by setting boundaries, by creating a sacred container. And that is the, probably the most beautiful part of the, the divine masculine is that sacred container. You need to create it. So if in business, for example, that looks like you, maybe you really value your mornings. So you value quiet time in the morning or meditation or maybe doing yoga, whatever it is, the things that you value in those mornings, you make time for it. You absolutely make time for it. You make it non-negotiable. Then you have set work hours. And then you have set off hours and you don't budge on that. I mean, let me be clear. You can budge on it a little bit. Like there are going to be some days when you might work a little longer, some days when you take off work a little earlier. Like you can be flexible. Again, you don't want to go back into the rigidity of the wounded masculine, but you do want to have strong boundaries. And the reason that I'm, I'm, speaking so firmly about boundaries and, and sticking to the schedule that you have for yourself. And you don't need to pre-plan everything out in the day. If you know that typically, for example, you take appointments from 1 to 5 p.m., that's your appointment time. If you don't have an appointment, you can do creative work or you can go for a massage. Like You can do other things. You can flow within that, but you need that sacred structure so that you can flow within it. And if you're not honoring that sacred structure that you're creating with your, with your day-to-day schedule, what you're going to find is you're going to flip into a wounded state. So you're not going to make time for sinking back into your feminine. You're not going to make time for yourself. You're going to stop prioritizing yourself. You're going to hit burnout again. And you don't want to do that. So having that structure is so important. And the simpler that you can make it for yourself, the better. Now, I understand that if you are working a, like a nine to five job or if you have children, there's going to be things that get in the way. But that's why you want a structure versus like a rigid hour by hour type of thing. 
if you know your non-negotiables, then you can use those to fill out that sacred container for yourself. You know that your non-negotiables for you are things that you must do in order to fill up your cup, in order to be prepped and ready for the day. And then, you know what, things happen. Things happen and that's okay. But you have this, this beautiful structure for yourself that is creating this protection from burnout, from overworking, from other people's energies. Like that is why it's so important. That divine masculine energy is about protecting yourself. It's about energizing yourself. It's about giving yourself direction. It's about being that warrior for you who can stand there sword and shield in hand and not need to use it, but be prepared for anything. You want to bring that energy in. And when you can start bringing that energy in, and, and know that it's okay to make mistakes and that you can always choose again. You can always tweak things. Like this is a learning process. But bringing that energy in is going to fill you up. It's going to give you more purpose. It is going to give you more direction. It's going to give you more energy because instead of spinning all over the place and doing everything for everyone, you're going to be able to start saying no when you mean no. You're going to be able to honor yourself. You're going to be able to take time for your feminine energy, whether that is connecting with friends or taking a bath or yoga or going for a walk or like having some kind of fun experience. The feminine is everything. It's everything. But it will allow you to fill yourself up and you need that. So just start practicing it. Start practicing. And the first thing that you can do is write down your non-negotiables. And if, let me be very clear, if you have a list of like 10 non-negotiables and you're not doing any of them right now, start smaller. Start smaller. This is where pacing comes into play. You need to start smaller. So if you've just been in like a wounded masculine energy for so long and you don't know how to go into your divine feminine or you've been in your feminine for too long and you don't know how to, how to go into your divine masculine, start small. Don't try to do everything all at once because I guarantee you will burn yourself out. You will likely fail and then you're going to get discouraged. So if you have a list of a long, like, a long list of things that you want to do, start with one or two. Make them very easy, very like crazy attainable. You want it to be so attainable that on like your worst day, you could do it because what you're doing in those moments is you are creating new neural pathways. And every time you achieve something, it strengthens that new neural pathway of a new way of doing things. And that's why you want to make it so attainable because if you make it too much, you're going to be maybe for a little while strengthening a new neural pathway, but then you don't do it and then you consider it to be a failure and then that pathway weakens a little bit. And then your brain goes back to an old pathway that it was using. So start low and slow. Start low and slow. You don't need to do everything all at once. 
You have time to change. You have time. So give yourself the grace and the space to go through these changes. And the best thing you can do is to also get help. You don't need to do this alone. Get a coach. Whether it's me, whether it's someone else, find someone who you vibe with and get help so that you don't have to struggle, so that you can have someone to bounce these ideas and these struggles off of. Because I guarantee you're going to come up against times when your brain is going to be like, what's the point of this? This is too hard. This is dumb. Like your brain is going to try to trick you into going back to an old way. But that old way of doing things has not served you anymore. It, It did at one point, but not anymore. And that's why you're looking to change. So get help. Healing appointments, coaching. Like I have so many services that I can help you with. So reach out to me or reach out to someone else that you vibe with, but reach out. Don't stay silent. Don't keep staying stuck. You know, the longer that you resist getting help, the longer you resist reaching out, the longer it's going to take you to heal. So reach out. Okay, guys, I'm going to leave it there today. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. Let me know what questions you have because this, we're just scratching the surface with masculine feminine energy. And I want to help you really utilize this in your life so that you can have profound healing, so that you can have profound changes. Because this and shadow work and just healing work in general, like these are the the core things that you need to do to really change your life and the things that you need to understand. And once you start understanding these, man, you'll be rock stars. So if you have questions, reach out to me and I'll see you over on Instagram and Facebook and wherever you guys like to hang out. Love you guys. And I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me today on the Soul Service Podcast. If you love what you heard, I would be over the moon if you would share this episode with your friends and leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. I want to help as many people as I can, and I can't do it without your support. I'll see you on the next episode.